Coming up on today's Locked On Senators, we're joined by friend of the show, TSN analyst and eight-time gold medalist, Cheryl Pounder. And you're probably downloading NHL 24 right now, and she's one of the voices in the game. And we're going to get how that whole process unfolds. Plus, the game last night, the Ottawa Senators shut out the Winnipeg Jets. I was there. I've got boots on the ground analysis and more. This is the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Tim Schlitzler, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators podcast. Welcome inside episode 889 of the Locked On Senators podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Piller up in the Blue Mountains, you can follow the show on social media at Send Central on Twitter, LockedOn.Senators on Instagram. We are free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube, where a like, a subscription, a comment, they go a long way. We've had a great run. We had Keith Kachuk on yesterday. We had Mark Mathod on last week. More guests to come, including today, with Cheryl Pounder. Today is Friday, October 6th, and Pilsy, after my first live viewing of this iteration of the Ottawa Senators, I am very strong to say this team might win the Stanley Cup. Woo! <laughs> I mean, hey, one live viewing of the Senators, they get another shutout win. Star players are showing off and uh, dominating. I'm not going to sit here and argue with you, Ross. That sounds like a compelling argument to me, and I'll, I'll go on record and I'll state with you as well, the Ottawa Senators could win the Stanley Cup. I've been saying this for months. Let's let's pull back at least to a level of realism. Like, <laughs> I, I honestly think the top three in the division should be the goal. I'm done with the wild card talk. I actually think top three in the division is a realistic goal for this team. They're so talented, and I was at the game last night with a Jets fan, and he could not stop talking about the top line for the Senators. Like, that's a top five line in the NHL, not only in the division. They were unreal last night. Brady Kachuk looks like five feet bigger than everybody else on the ice. It's the ridiculous. Moose. The moose out there. And Timmy was dangling. That In the third period, he almost scored what would have been the goal of the year. Toe drag, dangle, toe drag, dangle. And then after he got rid of it, he's like, you know, kind of admiring it a little bit as it turned around. And Brendan Dillon just right into the boards. You could tell Timmy's like, what? When a defenseman gets embarrassed like that, they're going to put you into the wall. Yeah, they're going to show you a little uh, physicality after, that's for sure. Claude, Claude Giroux pulled off one hell of a nice goal, though. Oh, my God. The way, like, the edge work and the hockey IQ he has to be peeling up so hard backhand and then bring it all the way back across in the crease for a forehand tuck deke. Incredible. And Brady hits him with that perfect pass. Whew. Just off a turnover. And that's the counterattack type offense the Sens need to have. I was also really impressed at times with the fourth line. Ottawa matched them up a little bit against the Shifley line and they got under his skin enough that he had, took an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty before faceoff and then went full clown mode on Parker Kelly at the end of the game. But that's the shift disturber mentality that we yep. want Parker Kelly. I want him playing on the edge so often that he crosses it. And that hit was a little high for sure. And if you're Mark Shifley, you're trying to get your reps in. You're not trying to, you know, worry about the little spark plug going out there and, and hurting you. Parker Kelly also ended Mark Shifley's season two years ago uh, in the COVID year. Well, he came back enough to end Jake Evans' season. I, I should say that. So Shifley, you give, you give, get what you give or whatnot might have flipped that the other goes way around comes around maybe Basically. well yeah. Evans was coming around the net when I gave him the if you don't remember that play you can look it up in the playoffs Shafley got a four game suspension that's neither here nor there but what uh what did happen with the fourth line they were cycling down low Smakeal knows that his job is to get to the front of the net I yeah. thought him on that line remember we were saying just add a little bit of skill and taking McEwen out and putting in Smakeout with Kaslick and Kelly just changed the complete dynamic of that fourth line. I'm also not going to nitpick the fourth line anymore, I've decided, because the oh. top nine is so good. 
that's the thing, right? Like, like that's why we've said this a couple times. It's wild that as a Senators podcast, our biggest criticisms are how is the fourth line going to line up and what are they going to do on the bottom pair of the D court? Like, these are good problems to have. And I, I'm with you, Ross. I think Schmeichel is the perfect addition on that fourth line. And as far as I'm concerned, it's his job. And he's going to start their opening day. Seems like Josh Bailey's going to get a job as well. I mean, when the PTO was signed, it seemed likely. I haven't loved his game. Even yesterday, I, I texted uh, you and Marsh, and I said, guys, he looks a step behind. And then I look at the scoreboard at the end of the game. He's got a goal and an assist. Yeah, what, what's he at now? Four assists and a goal in four preseason games? Like, that's not bad. But that's the thing, Ross. Like, maybe he doesn't have that speed, but that's a guy like Yuri Schmeichel that could add some offensive talent onto a fourth line. And as long as he's not going to be an everyday player, I, I'm coming around to the idea that maybe Josh Bailey could work. It was funny, too. Apparently, and one of my other friends, because uh, our radio technicians do both uh, booths. So one of my, my guys was with uh, Dean and Gord. Nice. And it almost sounded like, and uh, Martian had the same reaction where it's just like, oh, no, Josh Bailey scored. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. But actually, like, you know what? He, he does have a veteran presence. And if he does earn a contract, it'll be league minimum. And you you can't you can't look and, and say that he hasn't been contributing. So there yeah. is that. But you mentioned the Giroux goal. So I'll just wrap up by saying that the Chikrin one knee, one timer from the high slot above the hash marks. Like yeah. that's, that's not a shot that a lot of guys can put upstairs, especially that's not a, a shot that a lot of defensemen will make. Like a lot of defensemen won't be in that area and won't be able to one time that like that. So that was incredible. And uh, just one last shout out from the game. How about Anton Forsberg? I mean, that save he made on the Appleton breakaway, gl just glove save. And then what's he doing playing it immediately? Like, chill. That's the opposite of putting extra on it. Yeah, honestly. Yeah, he was like, I don't care to show this off. I'm trying to keep this play moving. Uh, so, hey, when both your goalies, your 1A and your 1B goalies are getting shutouts, albeit in the preseason, but up against pretty much NHL caliber rosters, it's a good sign. It's a good I mean, sign. That was an NHL roster they played last night, top to bottom. But, same with uh, Pittsburgh, right? So same with Pittsburgh. And uh, Jake Sanderson might might be the second best player on the team after Timmy. And I was going to say behind who? Yeah. The, the three. like They were lined up, and I, I turned to my buddy, too. I was like, that's the rebuild right there. Yep. Third overall, Timmy. Fourth overall, Brady. Fifth overall, Sanderson. And Claude Giroux was standing with them as well. Like that, yeah. that right there is the team. And they are Honestly. so talented together. It's it's unbelievable the fact that Sanderson isn't technically on the top pair, even though every time he gets the puck, he's in and out of trouble. He was dancing in the offensive zone. Like, I think he's taking it to heart. I know sometimes players will say, like, hey, I want to take a step in my offensive game. But Sanderson said that, and, and he's doing everything he can to show off. So, man, just an, an unreal effort. It was kind of an awkward game in terms of a lot of penalties uh, back and forth. The refs were really kind of making sure that everything was getting called. Ottawa went one for seven on the power play. Winnipeg went 0 for five, including Ooh. an extended five on three they had. So there was a little bit of discombobulation in terms of allowing players to settle into the roles of, of four lines and getting over the board. So, But Ross, I don't hate that though, because you want to give your special teams a good look and you want to get an idea of who sure. works with who and uh, working on your schemes and your setup. So at the end of the day, that's not the worst thing. Yeah, uh, third period shots on goal, 14 for Ottawa and two for the Winnipeg Jets. And the first period, it says it was 6-5. Uh, Winnipeg got a late power play and a couple uh, cheeky shots there. When I went to go uh, grab beer line, when the penalty was called with 35 seconds left, the shots on goal were 6-2 to two in the first period. So mm -hmm. a lot of action at my end of the ice, Pilsy, so I'm not mad at that. And uh, we've got a lot more to get to Monday and Tuesday. We're going to aim to get uh, meth on for one of those shows and another guest before the puck drops on the regular season next Wednesday in Carolina. The postcast will return Saturday, tomorrow. We have our last ring of honor of this preseason, of this summer. I think it's been a really fun uh, event to add to the Locked On calendar, so oh, yeah. stay tuned for that. But we've got over a half hour coming with Cheryl Pounder. What an awesome, insightful conversation into the world of creating the NHL video game that I know a lot of people listening have come to love. And also... Some hot takes on the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, big time. I mean, 
What what a stretch of days we've had here, Ross. The Sens are winning hockey games. We get Big Walt on the show, Cheryl Pounder on today's show. It's uh, it's times like these where it's an absolute blast being an Ottawa Senators podcaster. And we had the boots on the ground analysis from Mitch Donnelly as a Sen Central citizen earlier yep. this week. We've got two shutouts to discuss. Goalie friendly show, like oh. it's just been it's just been fantastic. And it goes back to last Friday when Steve Steos was introduced as the president of hockey operations. So vibes are high. Vibes are high. New sponsor alert coming up. Ooh. And then Cheryl Pounder. And we'll wrap up today's show <laughs> with one of the most important days in franchise history happened October 6th, three years ago. That's all next. You're listening to Locked On Senators. Today's episode is brought to you by our new sponsors. Ross, hit me with the bell. Oh, Boom. New sponsor alert. We're very excited about this. Mary J's is a locally owned cannabis dispensary in the Ottawa area. Mary J's started off with three best friends, making a life-changing decision and opening their first store in Kingston. These guys grinded it out. They slept on air mattresses on the floor of the sales room just to make ends meet. And that hard work paid off. They have four stores in Ottawa and a store in Coburg. The Ottawa locations, check them out, guys. There's one in Riverside South, one in Orleans, one in Greeley, and one in Russell. Mary J's offers the absolute best and newest products in the market with many new additions to the menu every single week. Mary J's has everything you need, whether you're looking to get your feet wet or you're a seasoned pro and already know the products you want. They got you. Mary J's offers competitive pricing. In fact, they'll price match any store in Ottawa. So that means you're guaranteed the best price around at Mary J's location. Why would you go anywhere else? Mary J's offers the best customer service around. We got to meet some of the owners. They are absolute beauties, friendly bud tenders who are always ready to help. And one of the owners, Dashy, is a diehard Sens fan. You got to love that. His favorite number is 18. Not for Timmy Stutzla, but for Marion Hosa. That's how long he's been a diehard fan for. So go to one of the stores. Say what up to Dashy. Let him know that Locked On Senator sent you. Pick his brain about the Sens and check out all the great products at Mary J's. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Now, when you ask about what Bird Dogs is, it's menswear, and it is absolutely the most comfortable you can have, you can wear. I wear them all the time. They sent us a couple, and they're like, oh, they'll probably wear it once in a while. No, I wear it every single day. Ross, it, you're obsessed with that hat. You're, that hat is always on you. It fits so comfortably. <laughs> it fits so comfortably. And Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better bird dogs fixed the issue that stiff restricting cotton can cause by using cloud knit fabric it looks just like khakis but it stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement bird dogs are functional for any occasion i wear them on the golf course as well and you can also go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL right now and use our promo code. Use promo code locked on NHL for bird dogs. If you use promo code locked on NHL, you will get a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise. All right, Pilsy, before we get to Cheryl Pounder, I want to ask you the question I ask every single year on the day that the NHL video game comes out with EA Sports. Franchise mode, Ottawa Senators, what is your first move you do? Signing RFA Shane Pinto. No questions asked. Get that man signed. Unbelievable. But you're going to have to move money. Turn off seller cap. That, that's, <laughs> that's actually why I didn't tweet it out this year. Cause usually like in years past, there's always something that, that like, you know, it, it's an option this year. There's no option. You, you sign Shane Pinto. Yeah. Yeah. You got to do it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, so, no sign. so what else? I mean, you gotta, yeah, you gotta move the money around last, um, last year. A lot of people said trade for Jacob Chikrin. Yeah, true. That's a good one. Um, you know, what else do you need to do? This team is set. Just sign Shane Pinto. So just, else. so just hit play game and listen to the dulcet tones of James Sabalski. And our next guest here is Cheryl Pounder. The final question on who wants to be a millionaire, I swear it. What team never gave up a goal in an entire world championship and lost? 
So, what? Yeah, we never gave up a goal the entire World Championships, and we lost. It was a 0-0 game. We played 20 minutes of OT. I got a, a cross-checking penalty, just smoked Natalie Darwitz in the throat going to the net, and I get put to the box. There's a video review on a goal. I'm I'm pleading with the official, please, no. Anyways, we end up going into a shootout. I don't know. It was like a how many rounds, and we lost. So it was my first silver medal, but actually was never on the ice for a goal against. That's so crazy. And it was your only silver medal because you are a six-time world champion, a two-time <laughs> Olympic champion. That's the voice of Cheryl Pounder, TSN analyst, and the color commentator for NHL 24. How cool is that, Cheryl? Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of surreal, guys. I, I've said it over and over again that my my kids thought I was really cool when I got the interview. Uh, and then I thought, think they thought, you know, and I, this isn't as much fun when I have to come home from school and I can't turn on the television and I can't run downstairs. And my mom is yelling names and goal calls that are coming through the floor or the roof. And <laughs> so now I got to go up to my room and I have to be quiet. So I think there was a moment there they were like, come on. And then it's kind of turned as it's dropping because now they've got friends asking for copies. Yeah. And I actually don't have it written to, into my contract that I can get copies. So I have to figure that one out for them. Otherwise, everything I've made is going to be gone trying to cash in for my kids' friends. <laughs> <laughs> That's wild. I, I want to take this back back to the start, though, because yeah. I'm, I'm a gamer myself. Ross and I, we play every single uh, NHL game. So we followed along with this. And... How, how did this get started? Like, uh, how did you become kind of connected with EA Sports and, and everything like that? Like, I, I want to know everything, Cheryl. This is so yeah. cool to me. Well, how much time do you got, guys? I know you got <laughs> a guest on this show, so coming up. So, I, you know what? For me, it's uh, it all started with Ray Ferraro. Yeah, okay. I'm not sure if you've, you've kind of heard his mentorship uh, alongside myself. So, a few years ago when I was doing the women's game through COVID, I had done something for Hockey Night in Canada. It was their Hockey Day in Canada. And I had just gone out as a volunteer, as a coach, to describe what it had been like for sort of the grassroots players playing the game. And on my way home, I'd gotten a note from him just saying, you need to be doing more of this. Nice. Find, you know, be more courageous. I've got your back. Reach out to TSN. See if you can get a few games in the NHL and transition. Because at the time, obviously, women's hockey wasn't, you know, if you want to get reps, you needed to do more. So anyways, he had reached out to me. I uh, did my first game, provided feedback for me, watched a couple of my segments uh, to provide that feedback, which is critical and so valuable. And so we've kind of, you know, talked through free agent frenzies and different, different opportunities that we've had to work together. And of course, I have the utmost respect for him. Anyway, he decided that he was going to retire from the game, just given his life, his family, everything that he's got going on. And he basically sent me a note saying, Pounder, I, I think you should put your name in the hat to interview for this potential job. And I'm like, excuse me, like what? You know, I am the Pac-Man world champion. I know Atari, but <laughs> this, are you kidding? And he said, no, I think you should really give it a shot. And he connected me with the, the people who were putting together the interview and the interview process. And that's how I got an opportunity to even, you know, get get a look, see, if you will, at uh, interviewing for it. And then I guess I did the interview, um, which was, guys, it, it was something, I'll tell you. Because you don't know what to expect, right? Yeah. You don't know what to expect. You, you have no idea. As an analyst, you, you break down trends, the game before it happens, why you're watching it, after it happens. And so Ray said to me, you're actually going to pull your hair out. It's repetitive. Yep. And you're not, sometimes you'll just get fumble mouth. You won't know what to say. And because uh, it's the way you, you have to think within your head because you have to be creative. So I get on and they're, they give me a scenario. I've got a producer on, on this Zoom call. I've got a, you know, you've got your audio. And they're like, all right, we're going to give you a scenario. And I'm like, all right, they give me the scenario. And they're like, go. And I'm like, go. And they're like, yeah. What would you say in this moment? And that was kind of how it just rolled. And then James yeah. Kulski comes on and he had a goal call and then I followed it up, um, you know, fully laughed at myself at different times, didn't hear from them. And then got a call about a month later saying, hey, do you want to be the color analyst for EA NHL 24? And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's a big deal. This is like. Yeah, it's huge. 
everyone remembers, you know, like what their first video game was and how far back for me it was John Van Beesbrook was on the cover back in 1997. This yeah. is how long standing it's been. And I'm always intrigued at, you know, how they're able to get all the different names, all the different leagues, everything. Like how long ago was this interview and how long is the recording process? Well, the recording process was close to a year. So especially if you think about it, what I think people don't recognize on the other side of the game is that they're in order to switch the game over into my voice. So let's say Ray's been there for eight years. So he's built up all of these samples for a particular scenario that it's got a well that this is this deep for me, there's zero, there's nothing. So the first year of recording is, is the most difficult. At least that's what I hear in terms of your time and hours that you put in because you've got to go through all those scenarios and have enough buckets. We call it buckets. Now, I guess that's the terminology as I'm in it a little longer, uh, that it's not, you're not hearing the same thing every single time. And it's repetitive because regardless of whether the content was good, if it was repetitive, it'll be crap. Right. So I think that's, um, that's the most difficult part in your first year. And then of course me figuring out that everything gets stitched together. So it's not like you guys can say, okay, Cheryl, you know, Timmy Stutzler was playing and you know his skill set so well, so you can talk to it in the game. Well, you can't because you don't know it's him that's playing or you don't know, you know, it's it's generic language that has to be attached or stitched to almost every single player, depending yep. on your community, who you're playing with, all those kind of things. So it's it's less about analysis, I think, than it is about just content, if that if that makes any sense at all. Hope you're enjoying our chat with Cheryl. We'll get right back to it. But first, a word from our friends at Indeed. Indeed is the top place to hire, guys. Whether you're looking for the right candidate, whether you're looking for adding more people to your team, I'm sure EA Sports probably could have used Indeed if they want to hire Cheryl and other people to add voices to the game. And you can use Indeed as well. You can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills. Why would you do that when you can do it all with Indeed? Find top talent fast with Indeed's powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, Assessments, and Virtual Appointments. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment. They sponsor the job. Right away, you're getting that. And with Instant Match, you're three times more likely to apply to your job with candidates that only find in the search according to use USA Indeed data. With Indeed Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you're going to get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description. Indeed does the hard work for you. Sponsor a job and boom. Instant Match shows your candidates right away. Join over 3 million businesses that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows when you're growing your own business, you have to make every dollar count, especially in today's economy. That's why with Indeed, you only pay for quality applicants that match your must-have job requirements, none of the other ones. Visit Indeed.com slash LockedOn to start hiring now. Go to Indeed.com slash LockedOn. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need. Indeed. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Glebe Central Pub. You know how much we love our friends at the Glebe Central Pub. You can find them in the heart of the Glebe at 779 Bank Street. And when you head there, make sure you let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. They've got great specials. They've got great events. Everything is available for you at the Glebe Central Pub. They're also in a perfect location. If you want to head down to Lansdowne, whether it's for a Red Blacks game, they are also very ingrained in the soccer community in Ottawa. So if you want to go watch an Atletico Ottawa game, I believe they've got the Arsenal games on in the morning. You can go do that at the Glebe Central Pub. So go there for tasty drinks, great food, an amazing atmosphere. And when you also head there, why not have an extra one for us? Eh? Go play some darts, go have a good time. We'll see you soon at the Glebe Central Pub. You can also grab their Send Shuttle. It goes out to all most of the Ottawa Senators game. $17 gets you a round trip to and from the Glebe Central Pub. So head there today at 779 Bank Street and let them know that Locked On Senators sent you. All right, back to our conversation. Here's Cheryl Pounder. Yeah, yeah no, definitely. And that's that's the thing. Like you're you're sitting there in, in your basement, like you talked about, describing hypothetical plays from digital players that are controlled by real people. Like it's like yeah. to do it, to comment on live games, going to video games, 
I would argue, and you can tell me if I'm wrong or not, it's completely different. Like it's not completely probably different. not even similar no. in any way, shape, or form. No, I mean when I watch a Sens game as an example. I build my packs. So I'm watching specific players. I'm like, oh, you know, we've got this wonderful man, Puffy. I'm like, Puff, mark that, you know, 122 first. Mark that, oh, he's done it again. Mark that. And you put it together because you're seeing trends or you're seeing a net drive. So you're watching the high slot open up because the D are being pushed back. So you're constantly, or right, tracking back, which we know the Sens have not done in well in the past. So something that you're looking, you know, all the odd man rushes you're giving up. Why is that happening? So you've marked it. So then you get your packet intermission and you can talk to it. Well, in this scenario, there's no visual guys. So you don't have eyes. You don't have eyes in the game. Does that make sense? So you're, you're relying on your creative brain to come up with something that would make sense in that situation. So the more detailed it was, the easier it was for me. So let's say they're working in a high umbrella formation on a power play. Go. Well, okay, they're looking to hit the flank. They're, you know, we're trying to work off of so that I can I can envision in my head what that looks like. So what that setup would look like, and I can be more detailed in sort of the content. Where it was really hard was one nothing game, first five minutes go. <laughs> and if 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 you say, well, they took the home crowd out of the you know building, they're like, well, 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 we don't know that we're in a building. Okay. All right. Um, the coach, the coach, he goes down and he, and he taps the rookie because he's saying that, you know, you have to have confidence up Cheryl. We don't know the the coach's mail. Yeah. Right. So, or what a toe drag. I love the, 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 you know, the reach and pull. He was able to change the angle of his shot. We don't know that that happened. So the, the areas where it was much easier for me, again, as I mentioned earlier, was okay. They're winning by two, and they've had the majority of offensive zone possession. So I can be like, oh, yeah, they're dangling around, dancing around the perimeter. Their motion is amazing. They're opening up the middle. And so they're looking at that slot. They're trying to – so I can I can manipulate that. Yeah. It's the more generic situations where there's a lot of them. So now you're in the second 10 minutes of the first period, and it's still one nothing. Go. Now you're in the third. You know, you're at the 15-minute mark. Now you're in the last five. I like the last five because at least I could head towards intermission. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. so does that make sense? So I, I yeah. find that it, you, you know you have to be creative. You know, I felt like I sh- really should have purchased an unbelievable thesaurus that I could have had to just True. use different words um, because yeah, it's all about saying the same thing just differently. If that if that makes any sense. So, but yeah. X factors are cool. X factors make it fun because those are very specific. So then you can get into details about a specific like X factor, whether it's a tip like a Pavelski or a backhand yep. or whatever. So then you can start to, to really bring in the bones of what's required to have a good tip, whether it's, you know, hands away from body, a hand-eye coordination, timing, space, all that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm fired up to play the game now. And the thing is too, like, NHL is such a wide uh, spread game now. Like before, early 2000s and stuff, you just need to know a couple hundred names of NHL players. Now you've got <laughs> European leagues. I, I believe uh, women's hockey is involved yeah. in it now. Like there's AHL players, there's minor league teams, there's prospects. Like how, if you had to guess, how many names did you just have to pronounce? Like it must have been in, in the thousands, no? I think it was around, I mean, I could be wrong, but it was well north of 5,000, 7,000, somewhere like <laughs> oh that. My so, God. so listen to this though. So this is the best. So this is when my kids would come home and they'd be like, come on. So James calls it making sausage because it's the, the worst part of the game yep. is that you just sit there and this is where you do have a script. So in everything else, there's a script, but it's, it's a, around the, the content, like the, the situations that you're going to be doing. And I would have some script as to what Ray did last time, but it's completely on my own, right? So, but this script is a script. This is script. So it's in front of you. You've got two computers and basically you work in, in blocks of 10 or 20, and then you just go down the list reading it. But the tough part is, is that when they stitch those to your content, right? So the energy has to match. So the biggest mistake, whether it's good or bad that I made, my first few recording sessions, I was so excited. I was like, 
like loud and, you know, woo, like kind of really loud and projecting. Well, those were my samples. So now when you're reading these names, everything has to match yep. so that it doesn't sound off to the, to the user that, wow, that, that was two recording sessions. Like it should be seamless. So, I mean, the team behind the scenes is absolutely incredible, but there are numerous situations where the energy does not match. And so you would need to, to kind of redo it or Jane's pronunciation, because we don't work together in these sessions because they're scripted um, names. Yep. So a lot of the time with some of them, our pronunciations will be different. Yeah. Right. So then when we walk through them, I'll say, I don't think that's how you pronounce his name. And so they'll go back and check what he did. And we're, di we're different. So it has to be consistent. Right. Um, especially with community names and stuff where you're, you're not a hundred percent sure or European names. I mean, there's a lot that you do understand, but then there's a lot that I'm like, mm, you know, I'm not a hundred percent sure here. So can we check? So sometimes they did take a little bit longer, but yeah, I'm going to say guys, like I'm 7,000 ish. That's, un that's unbelievable. What a number. And, and just to confirm, I believe this is the case. Like you and James were never in the same room doing these recordings together. No, I've actually never met James in person. <laughs> wow. <laughs> However, like unbelievable. Like we have had some sessions because sometimes you just have to laugh. Right. Yeah. And then you start coming up with like what happened back in the day and, Hopefully no one's recorded these, but it's, <laughs> and so there was a great chemistry there and he was very, very easy to work with. What I mean by that is like, he just, sure, let it roll and let it come out and just be you and be authentically yourself. And, and the conversation was natural because of all the laughs we were having, having nice. off the side. And I think the producer at times would get a little bit annoyed because we just go and I, at one point I've been like crying, like fully cry, like crying, you know, you can't even, you can't even talk. So those, you need it too, because four hours of straight recording where your, your brain capacity in that environment actually it's a lot. It is a lot because yeah. you're trying to think of ways to say things differently that might make sense or, but it might have some content in it that would make sense to a hockey mind. So I feel like your jargon. So trying to get it out there, but yet keeping it general enough that the game can use it is it was, yeah, it was a challenge, but it was certainly, certainly a lot of fun. Would you do it again? Well, I am doing it again because I am, oh, I don't think I've ever said this. I am for NHL 25 as well. So nice. So, yeah. Yeah. That's a headline grab. Cheryl Pounder. Yeah, uh -oh, uh oh, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but I think that the, the reality of it is whether they go with someone new in a few years, the work that goes into producing one game, it wouldn't make sense to, to just have a one-off. Oh, have a one-off, right? Because of the amount of work that goes into that one game. Um, yeah. because obviously this year is, is less than last year because they already have this well and all of these situations um, that have already played out. So now we're just basically extending uh, those buckets. So it even becomes less repetitious as well as whatever new content, new community names, new teams that go into uh, the game as well. The next Amazing. one. Amazing. And how lucky are we that we get Cheryl on the show the day that the game goes <laughs> out. So you can go get NHL 24 wherever you get your video games and get an extra copy for Cheryl. So she doesn't have to fund all of her. <laughs> <laughs> to get the game as well. And maybe if you just watch Sen's coverage where Cheryl does amazing work at intermissions, you don't know the depths of how much color commentary you've been able to do. Cheryl, is PWHL Ottawa going to be a heck of a team this year or what? They are going to be a heck of a team because they have a heck of a coach and she gets the most out of her players. Her name's Carla McLeod and she's brought Czechia to a bronze medal a couple times now. I've I had the opportunity to play with her in 2006 at the uh, Winter Olympics. She played right through 2010 in Vancouver, and she she's a, she knows the game um, through and through. She knows it from all layers, all perspectives. But she has the unique, unique, and I'm sure this is very timely to make adjustments within the game, guys, uh, within the sport uh, as she sees it. And we know that that's something that is so difficult for coaches to be able to do, not just to recognize, but to feel and sense, um, you know, what, what that game needs for a shift. Uh, and also she has a tremendous confidence that she can elevate players um, to where they need to get to. And she has that relationship building ability, um, no nonsense, of course, but uh, to be able to bring it out in them. So I think she trusts 
her capabilities to be able to turn whoever she brings into this organization into a valued piece that's going to help it win. Can't wait. We're so excited. And one of our favorite sponsors, Glebe Central Pub, is next door to TD Place. Like, what a perfect way to spend an afternoon when when the season starts. Hey, eh? go to the Glebe Central Pub, have a couple wobblies. Yeah, and- I'm there, guys. We're gonna like, you know, I got to come in one time just to watch Absolutely. it. You know, we might have to meet up there and, and and have a couple and go over and watch the women play. So hopefully, I'm calling some of those games. But yep. uh, you know, I am a fan as well uh, because just I've worked in the game. I've I've been a coach in the game. I have daughters in the game and I'm passionate about the game. So, so we'd love to be on the other side, at least for one game to be able to, to, to have a couple and enjoy the entire experience that uh, I think it's going to be great. Uh, I think Ottawa was a perfect placement for one for this team. Yeah. Usually we get passed over, right? It's always Montreal. It's always Toronto. So to have Ottawa be a part of the initial original six in the PWHL, we're super excited. We're going to be covering it on unlocked on senators the entire season, but we also have to talk some sends with you, Cheryl. Oh yeah. You told us some great breaking news as well. We are getting all the scoops from Cheryl Pounder. You've Cheryl. got more sends games on the docket this I've year. I've got more sends games on the docket. Yeah, I do. And excited about it because obviously this is a team that's pretty exciting. Uh, just to, to start off the season, obviously really excited to see how they start this season, but all the pieces, right? All the pieces guys. So so yeah, I've uh, I've got a number of games. I think my first one's on the twenty first, um, but uh, looking forward to the season getting underway and putting preseason behind us. The twenty first, what a game to start off as uh, Alex Brinkett and the Detroit Red Wings will. Uh, <laughs> that's going to be, be in the house very for interesting, that one, guys. Love to be in the house for that one. I think I'll be on the panel in the studio, but hoping that I get an opportunity to come come into the building and rub elbows with with a one Mr. Mark Mathot. So I'll sharpen them that day and I'll try and outdo them in terms of the blazer. So <laughs> well, we were so lucky that we got to see you. I think that was your only time coming yeah. to the game last yeah. year for the Chris Neal yeah. retirement game. So yeah. we need to get yeah. you to win. You know that that was the only time since we started this podcast in 2019. We've been to 11 games together. That was the first time they didn't win. Well, don't don't pin it on me, all right? I don't I don't want to be Jen Hedger to baseball. I just want to go and enjoy. I want to go and enjoy the experience and not have anyone pointing fingers at me saying this is why. You guys have a a good track record, that's for sure. Oh man, we do, we do. But they were playing so well. Brady did the Chris Neal after he scored. Everything was everything was you know adding up until the end. That that yeah. Patrick Kane, one of his last games in Chicago, gets the the tying goal and then the winner in overtime. Cheryl, he's been an X factor for a decade. This Ottawa Senators team needs an X factor to make the playoffs. Who is it for you? Who's the most important player for Ottawa to have a great year? Oh, this is a tough call, guys, because I think you've got a number of of key cogs in this wheel to be able to to do it. Uh, I think the obvious ones are the obvious ones. Um, I think you're Timmy Stutzla. I mean, I, I can't even give it to one guys because I think Drake Batherson yeah. is poised for a, a really big year. And I think that, I think, you know, you, you have a real good understanding. Well, you know what Brady Kachuk's going to bring you, you know, what Timmy Stutzla is going to bring you. I think Drake Batherson is, is, is a key piece here, depending on where he plays uh, his, his ability to drive a line, his creativity. I, I mean, if he, he, the way he can set up, and open up ice. I think that's something that's pivotal with him. So I think the offensive production that is there uh, on the, I think your goaltending is obviously it's critical. I think collectively as, as defense, as a defensive mind, you know, that structure is so important for this group uh, to be creative offensively, but to make sure they take care of the house, if you will, their own own zone. Um, so yeah, I know I didn't really give you one specific answer because I don't think it's all in one answer to be truthful guys. I think, um, with the pieces that you have up front and even, you know, the back end now, I mean, can you imagine us talking a few years ago about the back end and now what you're looking at? So when our, when our biggest question mark is, is, is your third pair, um, you know, it's, it's a pretty good situation. Some question marks up the middle though, Cheryl, uh, I want to get your thoughts on this as Sens fans are Ross and I talked about it yesterday. We haven't pressed the panic button yet, but we know where the panic button is <laughs> if we need to press it soon when it comes to Josh Norris. Yeah. Now, he did skate on the ice in a regular jersey today, so that was a, that's a minor victory. And then Shane Pinto not signed. If Josh Norris isn't ready for the start of the season and Shane Pinto remains unsigned and the Senators 
arguably biggest weakness is continually not getting off to a hot start, getting off to bad starts. How crucial is this for the for the team to get off to a bad or a good start? Jeez, uh, having these guys in the lineup. And well, I, go ahead. sorry, go ahead, Ross. I was just going to say, don't pull any punches because yesterday Keith Kachuk said it's a complete joke that Shane Pinto is not signed. Yeah. yeah, well, he should be signed. I mean, you're looking at center depth and your guys are young and you you, you have your core there. What When you look at a forward group, you know, you're building from the middle out typically. And so you have it. You have it. You have depth down the middle. So you got to make sure that depth down the middle is secured because let's face it, Shane Pinto is a piece of your core. And you look at how young these guys are. You've insulated with veterans like Giroux uh, to be able not just to lend their talents, but their experience. And that, you know, you see guys talking to him all the time. It's because it's so important the way these guys mature and, and come into their roles. And we're seeing it. So you have this depth but you have to have it in the lineup. And so for me, Shane Pinto is, is, a, is just a critical, critical piece here. Not to mention there's a question mark around Josh Norris, whether it be, you know, him feeling that he's at his best and ready to be able to go, whether it's his actual, you know, his shoulder, it's, it's bothering him enough that there's a question mark around whether he's hundred percent, which I said earlier is a red flag. No question about it, given the amount of time that he has had off and the training and in today's day and age to be able to, to get guys back to form. So there is a piece there is that, you know, it could be his confidence and, and where he's at feeling entering a game and where his shoulder is and, and the depth of soreness, but no matter what, especially because this is going on, they, they have to ink Pinto. They have to ink Pinto. And I would think, guys, that Shane Pinto really wants to be signed because the situation in Ottawa, and I don't think anyone's really talked about it, it's pretty damn good for him too. Yep. Right? So I don't know the number in terms of how far it is off hearing, you know, it's a couple hundred thousand or whatever it may be. But you got to look at the opportunity that you have in front of you as well. So, yes. The, the senators have to shore this up. This is this is order of priority. This should have been order of priority. And so now you've got him. But from his standpoint, from his camp, you're sitting there with a core group of players entering their prime. You're given a prime role in that. You know that you're a 3C. You can elevate if need be when things happen. You know you're going to get opportunity, in particular in the bumper on that PP, whether, you know, PP2. So, again, there's, there's just – all of these different opportunities for him um, to elevate his game. He's a, he's a 20 goal scorer in this league, uh, you know, coming off his rookie season, rookie season. So I, I think, you know, it's twofold here for me, but no matter what, this guy needs to be pinned up. Yep. Pin up pinner. That's yeah, let's start yeah, the, the campaign. Um, I want to ask you as a, as a defenseman, did you ever play your offside? So I had at times played my offside, but okay. listen, guys, it was probably a good thing that they would put me on my offside because when you go back for a puck, I was more physical defender yep. and I would just throw the puck off the glass. I was that high, hard, keep it safe, get it out. I was also matched up. I was a shutdown defenseman. So I was matched up against the opponent's top line a lot. So my transition game had to be strong. I had to know who was on the ice and then I had to get rid of the hell of the puck. <laughs> Right. And so for me on my offside, it wasn't as critical, I think, as someone who exits their zone really well, someone who has that that skill to be able to, to make those exits, get out through the middle of the deception, to be able to escape away from pressure and read pressure and then have the hands to, to make it happen. So so for me, I did play my offside. I didn't like it. Um, like preferred it on the offensive blue line, to be truthful, not on a rimmed puck, but more having my forehand to the inside of the ice to be able to walk the line and open it up a little bit. So again, I think there's there's a different uh, look depending on who you are. But if you're a physical defenseman who's just going to bruise and and um, be hard and heavy on the puck, I think your offside's okay. Well, that leads into my question, and, and I agree with you, Cheryl, and that's kind of what DJ Smith has said when it comes to being asked about putting defensemen on their offside, but we've seen with Thomas Shabbat in the preseason, he's been playing a lot on the right side, and that yeah. kind of goes against what we're talking about because he's the guy that's transitioning the puck up the ice, and yeah. for all I know, he's only ever played the left side. Is this a preseason experiment by DJ Smith? Is this something that you think could continue and, like, I don't know. For, for me, putting Shabbat on the right side just seems like a, a wild move and not really necessary. How, how do you feel about it? 
Yeah, I prefer him. I prefer him on his strong side, 100%. Yeah. Um, you're right. He's one of those players that he's going to come up through the middle of the ice typically. So he's got to find a way to scoop it off the wall, get out of uh, his own like first few strides. And he's going to come up and everyone's going to kind of read off of him. So to me, I, I much prefer him on his on his strong side. Uh, also, from a sh- shooting perspective, I don't find like in terms of a shooting threat, you no, know, that's not necessarily his yeah. game. So so for me to have him on his onside, you're not looking for some unbelievable ripping one-timer from Whereas him. Whereas with Chikrin, you would. So that's put him on the that's other my, side. That's the yeah. point I was just about to make, right? So when Chikrin can unleash, I think that's why I'd have him on the offside. And he's played it before. We know that. So when he's on his weak side, um, I think he's a pretty good transition skater too, so he can get back to the puck. But to me, I would switch them in, in that role. Again, I'm not, you know, coach pounder, but in terms of just analyzing Shabbat on his offside versus his strong side, I, I prefer him on his strong side. Your coach pounder, your six-time world <laughs> champion coach pounder, your two-time Olympic gold medalist coach pounder, and you're a true friend of the show. We really appreciate you, Cheryl. We're looking forward to your coverage throughout the season with the Ottawa Senators. I'm going to be hearing your voice a lot over the next few days as I go yep, out. Don't mute me, guys. Don't mute me. <laughs> I won't. We're going to be very thrilled to, to be able to say, I know her. I know her. She does all that great work on the Senators coverage, and we're going to be following along closely, and we're already looking forward to the next time we get the opportunity to have you on the show. So thanks a lot for doing this, Cheryl, and we'll talk to you soon. And congratulations, too. I mean, what a cool thing that yeah. I mean, for your kids, for just everything uh, about getting that role. It's super neat, and we're really happy for you. Thanks, guys. Uh, appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, play the game, and feel free to lie to me and and, uh, and and tell me that you didn't mute me. All right? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. It's going to be well, a ton of fun. Looking I, I just want to say, and I'm sure Ray has already told you this, bask in the glory of everything and how cool it is now because in 24 hours cheryl you're gonna get everyone on twitter being like wow cheryl said the same thing over and over and over and ray would i love seeing ray clap back being like i like i just recorded this i don't decide when my clips go in i'm not the one every time you score a goal i don't hit okay say this like (laughs) so just bask in it now because you're gonna have to deal with people coming at you being like why would cheryl say this at this time and you're like this isn't my fault yeah it's just you sit in your little booth downstairs guys and you just put those you put those big big headphones on and you just talk away you know my husband says i was built for this job because i don't <laughs> stop talking uh, but, but it, it is pretty funny when you see some of the, the feedback on it but i mean what do you do right at the end of the day yeah. uh, you know we we do our best it was a, a great project for me honestly the people i worked with i absolutely loved it and it got me familiar with some some pretty interesting names. I could go I could go work international hockey tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt, we're excited for your Yuri Smekal pronunciation. Oh, I listen. Uh, what a what a preseason he's had, eh, guys? I'm really interested to see. And I know you got to go. I'm really interested to see how this uh, this lineup does shake out um, because you're looking at uh, just uh, look at this forward group, right? And uh, I would say. Within nine, you could intermix them depending on the day. I mean, not everyone, but and be a real offensive threat. And I think this is a team that it was one part of my pounder points the other day. Their start, but also how they possess this puck um, is going to be critical. And you might have a fourth line jump, dump and chase, but you got to possess it. You've got this kind of skill. You can just wreak havoc on the coverage and just open up that slot uh, at will when you're on your game. Playoffs? Yep. There you go. Cool. That's what we like to end off on. A playoff guarantee from Cheryl Pounder. Oh, guarantees now, eh? All right. <laughs> Don't read the fine print. All right, no. <laughs> Stick taps to Cheryl for joining us. Really fun conversation. She's the best and can't wait to see her on more Ottawa Senators games. And stick taps to the people at TSN putting her off of Habs games and on to more Sens games. Pilsy, that's great. Ross, uh, if that was a trade that was available for us to use in our Ring of Honor best sends trades, getting Cheryl Pounder onto more sends broadcasts off the Habs broadcast, I mean, that's that's going in the first round. Yes, sir. It absolutely is. Now, uh, any final thoughts on today's show? I should mention the Sens are off today fully. They've got a home game tomorrow, the final preseason game. Uh, sends are 6-1 and one this preseason. But, uh, yeah, any final thoughts on today's show? Final thoughts for me are in this day – in Ottawa Senators history, Ross, this franchise was changed forever. 
and it was the NHL draft in October, which is wild to think about, but these were COVID times. It was a weird, weird time. The calendar was all over the place, and the Ottawa Senators selected third overall, Tim Stutzla, and fifth overall, Jake Sanderson. I mean, whew, what? I mean, in hindsight, looking back on that day, Ross, we were fired up about it, but we had no idea what was happening, what was about to happen to this team. No, the Alex Trebek addition into that as well is just, it's just unbelievable. And you yeah. just put this all together and you, they could have left a, a regular draft with just Ridley Gregg in the first round and be like, okay, good draft. But to get Jake Sanderson yeah. and Tim Stutzler, like it literally changed the trajectory of this franchise. Yeah, absolutely. For the better. Like, like what if, what if instead they get Byfield and Marco I don't know. Rossi? Who, yeah. R- Marco Rossi, like, be a different universe we're living in. Be not very one I, different. Not one I want to live in. Nope. Count me out. Oh my goodness. If that if that's the case, Ross, my answer to your previous question, what's the first thing I do in Chell? Trade Byfield and Rossi and try to acquire Jake Sanderson and Tim Stutzla. It it just I was on the side and I remember thinking back and, and wanting two forwards, but the fact to go the and you get the best forward and the best defenseman in the same draft, it's just you can't ask for anything better than that. Maybe maybe if they took uh, the best goalie with the third first-round pick, that's the only thing you could ask for more. But don't need it. We got Anton Forsberg and Jonas Corpusalo. Woo! Couple, a uh, couple clean sheets on their resume yeah. the, last, uh, the last couple games. Can they do it again tomorrow? We'll discuss on Monday. Hopefully some other guests will join us throughout the week. And this is the last full week without Sens Hockey. Next Friday, we will be in Ottawa ready to rock and roll for the home opener and the back-to-back on Sunday against Tampa. And Ross, there's a preseason game tomorrow as well. We're wrapping up the preseason, Sens versus Habs. Habs the only team able to defeat the Sens in the preseason, so let's hope the uh, Sens can get some revenge here and have a 7-1 and record. We'll chat about that on Monday. A reminder that the Ring of Honor will be out tomorrow morning, so make sure you go to Twitter and vote at Sens Central once that comes out on Instagram, LockedOn.Senators. For today, we say goodbye. Have a great weekend, everyone. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day.